Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Michael show on the I got baseball going on right now at the Braves and Reds uh, boy I'm playing a broken record here but uh, scoreless in the bottom of the third yesterday they played uh, what 12 13 innings and uh, the Braves ended up winning it one to nothing uh, and uh, the Reds had opportunity after much like the Brewers they have been uh, the same way this year the same way where they have not been able to plate runs either and uh, they it showed again yesterday they had numerous opportunities and they wasted those and lost so their backs are against the wall with the Braves uh, right now batting bottom of the third scoreless game but uh, if the Braves win this one then that series is over in the meantime Craig Council he discusses Brent Suter's outing from yesterday I mean, it was very uncharacteristic, um, and frankly, you know, we've never seen an outing from Brent like that. Um, you know, there is, you know, the concern with Brent I always have is when his ball is not cutting, uh, you're worried about kind of the, the, the damage, and it happens quickly. But but not throwing. I mean, he got three outs in the first inning, and he threw nine strikes and 23 balls, I think. So it was just it was a odd outing from him just one we haven't seen uh it, it, he's right it was something that uh, he just couldn't get into uh he couldn't get throw strikes he couldn't get into his rhythm and and, and council talks about that uh, i mean I, I chalk it up to he couldn't throw strikes i mean that which is that's what's abnormal they just couldn't throw strikes um you know he he did I'll give them credit. There was a bunch of borderline pitches that they just didn't swing at and, and they got balled. Um, I don't, I, I think they probably were balls from what I've heard, uh, but they, they also didn't swing at them. Um, and, and Brent can get swings on those borderline pitches as well too. So, you know, give them credit for laying off the, the borderline stuff as well. And, you know, a couple strike, a strike here, strike there, get you back in the count and that, that changed their bats. Just couldn't, just couldn't get the strike here and strike there. Said he wasn't ready to bail on Suter after just the one inning. 
Well, I, I, I mean, I wasn't ready to, to, to leave the outing after one inning. No, I, I think, you know, I, I wasn't ready to, to bail on him after one inning. No. Uh, which is good. I mean, you know, he had faith in him. It wasn't like, I mean, put it this way, and I said this before, wasn't like the, the three runs are what cost you the game. It's the fact that you had opportunities and couldn't plate runs. So I wouldn't have bailed on Suter. Council says he thought Suter might be able to kind of figure it out in the second inning and credits the team for, you know, staying in it that entire Yeah, time. I mean, it's just, it's, it was uncharacteristic. And so you'd think you send him out there for the second and he, and he kind of gets it, you know, he got three outs and he gets it going and, and maybe he gives us three innings and, um, you know, we're, we're and we're we're still in good shape, you know. That that's that was the thought. Um, he did. He just didn't have it tonight, you know. It just it just didn't work. Um, you know, we kept the game there, and our, our bullpen, our guys did a heck of a job, and uh, we we had some chances to to even it up and to and some some guys in the right spots. Um, so I thought our guys competed really well, um, and, and we gave ourselves a shot. It's just. We just didn't kind of come through in the last uh, on that on that hit with two outs or or whatever. Then uh, he discusses the fact that uh, some of the younger guys, Yardley, Topa, both came in. He talks about both of them. Yeah, they both pitched great. They were outstanding. Um, you know, Yardley came into a tough spot and got a big out, but a nice play, um, and then pitched two great innings. It's his longest his longest he's pitched this year, I believe. Um, and then Topa went through the the kind of heart of their order. And, did a nice job. So they uh, they had some young guys that stepped up. Uh, you know, he talks about Braun leaving the game. Uh, says it. Uh, you know, he had obviously tweaked something on Sunday. Uh, I mean, he, he actually um, he hurt himself Sunday in St. Louis, um, and we and we tried to give it a shot today, and at, at some point it was a no go. So he discusses uh, Braun's injury and then how, you know, what happened and then his availability coming up for tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mid-back strain. Um, so um, and it happened in the field um, on, on, a, on a play that he made, kind of a different mechanism than, than some of the stuff that's been bugging him. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, back. It's a back issue. It's something that, you know, we've we've been there, done that. We've seen that and heard that before. He also says uh, when it comes to bronze availability, let's just do this. We'll consider it day-to-day. Uh, I, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I'd, I'd say you could call it day-to-day. I think everybody is at this point. And then uh, the Dodgers pitching staff and what they bring to the table? You know, for, from their perspective, I thought Urias did a great job. He, he pitched really well. Um and that was kind of the key. We, you know, we got Bueller out of the game. We early-ish, you know, and um, but Urias, you know, gave them multiple innings and 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 did it really well. Um, so his, I thought he was a, a big key to the game for them. So, um, and he's right. Uh, huge keys in the fact that uh, they came in and really kind of, you know, even when the, the Brewers did get a couple of guys on, they were able to kind of stem the tide and stop the threats. In the meantime, you've got the strikeouts. He said, look, it's it's not just the strikeouts. It's just the fact that it, at particular times they just can't get the runs in. I mean, I, the runs is the issue. We're just the runs. we got to score, you know, up. we can strike out, but we got to put some runs on the board. We're, we're, it's the runs. That's it. We've talked about that. Just run support just just hasn't been there. He he discusses and how the pitching staff lines up the rest of the series now. If there well, is more than one game, 
Well, I, I think you guys can figure it out. I mean, you know, there's there's some guys that pitched a bunch today. We'll see how they're doing tomorrow. Um, we got a bunch. We had some guys that didn't pitch. Brandon Woodruff's pitching tomorrow for us. Um, so, I mean, it's it, I think it's pretty simple to figure out. And he talks about Woodruff pitching game two. He's he's the guy we want out there, and, and he's been in this spot before. Um, he's delivered in this spot before, um, and we're going to lean on him tomorrow. And I don't, you know, he's the guy we want out there. So um, I, I think there's a path for us here. I think with the, even with the short start today, I guess the best way to answer the previous question is I really think there's a path for us to to be strong and pitching for the next two games. Um, but that's obviously going to take a great start from Brandon, and that's what we—that's what he's capable of doing. Um, but I think if he does—if he does that, if he does his thing, we're going to be in good shape. So, and I would agree. Uh, but the bottom line is, they got to score runs. I mean, you can't go out and say Woodruff, go out and give up a run, or be perfect, and then our bullpen will only give up a run. You can't do that. You know, as much as he, you know, Craig Council wants to look. At this point in time, okay, you, me, and the fence post, at this point in time, we know what it is, right? We know what it is. The team doesn't score runs, okay? When they when they do get guys on, they've been okay, but they just can't get guys consistently into scoring position. They can't get them consistently on base. They strike out a lot, a lot, and their power numbers don't reflect the ability to strike out this much. It's bottom line. So you can put lipstick on a pig all you want and talk about all this and all that. The bottom line is, if they don't hit, they're not going to win. It's that simple. It's that simple. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Rock listening to us in Eau Claire on 105.1. Rock, how are you doing today? Good, Bill. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What's up? Well, earlier in the show, you're talking about our uh, talking about the Brewers and how we just haven't had the sticks um, this season. Obviously, struggling, but one guy who I've really noticed that has just shined come playoff baseball for the Brewers is Orlando Arcia. Right. Um, I was looking up his stats earlier, and postseason hitting, he's been outstanding since 2018. Um, batting something like 315 on base percentage, something like 333 last night with the big homer. I kind of wanted to get your question. Is it only the hitting that's kind of beating the problem come postseason Brewers? Because defense has been struggling, too. Last year with Trent Grisham in right field, giving up that right. terrible ball, and Shooter getting us behind first hitting down two runs. Um, I don't know. Yellich kind of turned up yesterday, too. Is it only the hitting, or do you think a defense is part of this? Well, I think defense is part of it, and certainly when they lost that game, uh, when you're talking about Grisham out there in the outfield, and then not only did he boot the ball, then the throwing error after the fact, I mean, that allowed the run to score and pretty much cost you the cost you the game all in one particular play. Uh, but, and I will agree with you, Orlando, and we talked about this, Orlando Arcia has been really good the last couple of postseasons, and he's been, and I said that yesterday going into the game, I said, look, you've got a guy that's been hot in the postseason, maybe he's going to do it again, but you need others around him. You know, Ryan Braun was over. Uh, you had uh, a couple of guys. You look at a guy like Jerko, if he would have been hitting the ball. I mean, there's a couple of opportunities last night where between strikeouts and guys just not being able to give you the seeing eye base hit or for whatever reason it just hasn't a fall. If you're only going to score two runs, you're not going to win ball games. I mean, that's I appreciate the phone call. That's it. 
You know, I said all along, if you go to 4.2 runs per game on average, you are going to win a lot of baseball games. And when you score under three and under, you're going to lose a lot of baseball games. You can't play two runs. You can't ask your, your, your pitching staff every day to go out and give up less than three. You can't. And, and so that's where the Brewers are at. The Brewers tonight, uh, again, four runs or more, you're more than likely going to win a ball game. You got to get to Kershaw, get him uh, in his head, because he's finally won some postseason games. But he's have a he's had a history of failing in the postseason. So you got to get to him early, get him thinking, and you hope that Woodruff has one of those Woodruff style outings. But four runs or more, you're going to win the game. Four runs or less, or three runs or less, you're most likely. Going to be going home and watching the rest of the postseason on television with the rest of us. 855-830-8648, Got a busy day. Busy day yesterday of baseball. Busy day today of baseball. I'm sitting here right now. The Reds and the Braves, top of the fourth. They are scoreless. You got another one coming up today, this afternoon. And I'm going to be watching that one, i got to admit. Because I know which way I'm rooting. We'll find out about you coming up. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program being brought to you by our good friends at Schulze Family Beef. They've got a good event going on right now. Schulze Family Beef. They have, We know it's grilling season and fall is coming and all that kind of good stuff, but they want to give you a chance to win an awesome grilling package because we're still grilling. I grill out in the wintertime. They're giving away a Traeger Bronson 20 grill, and you know I love these Traeger grills. Courtesy of Schulze Ace Home Center. That's in Black River Falls. Now, they're also going to give you a bag of pellets, a case of the Fox Smokehouse barbecue sauce, a case of it, by the way, and a three-pack of seasoning from Salty Provisions. Now, the contest opened to the first 15 people that sign up. You go in there, you see the six-month, the 12-month subscription pack package. When you click on the uh, Start Shopping link, uh, it'll tell you all the rules and regulations and details and all that kind of stuff. But it's a 1 in 15 shot of winning. And if you win the grill, they'll ship that to you as well because they ship the meats right there to your door, packed in dry ice, in a couple of days. The grill will show up the same way. Not packed in dry ice, but you know what I mean. They're going to ship it to you as well. No charge. So sign up right now. Six, 12-month subscription, whatever it happens to be. Go to ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. Get your meats and start grilling. And uh, you could also be one of the winners. And good luck from our friends at Schulze Family Beef on the web again at Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We are glad to have you. Thanks so much for taking a listen to us. We certainly appreciate it. Good, good stuff. Our friends over at Quick Trip remind you, the Pothole Pizza, that is the official pizza of your Green Bay Packers. And not only is it the official pizza, but it's damn good. Sausage, pepperoni, the combination thereof, whatever it happens to be, whatever your heart desires. 
That is the Pothole Pizza from our friends over there at Quick Trip. They get you registered for the opening drive contest and to win a 2021 Chevy Trailblazer. Some great stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stop in and use your Quick Rewards card, purchase the Pothole Pizza or a Coca-Cola, and get yourself registered to get in on that Packers opening drive contest or even win the 2021 Chevy Trailblazer. Great, great stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. How about that? A um, couple of different things. You've got uh, baseball. What a wacky, wacky day in baseball yesterday. Excuse me. Um, yesterday, I had mentioned that uh, you had um, the the Cubs got beat. So the, the in 13 innings, the Braves finally played it a run, one to nothing. Over that period of time, one run, six hits, no errors. The Reds, no runs, 11 hits, one error. That was for the Reds after 13 innings last night. Uh, the Astros, they got the win. And uh, the Astros, who, uh, much like the Brewers, were not supposed to be there, remember, they were 29-31. and 31. They get a win 3-1, to one, and they win the series. The, the Twins were 36-24, and 24, and they again are going home. How about those Marlins on the road? You know? Kyle Hendricks takes the loss yesterday, 5-1. to one. The Marlins now lead the series one game to none. They're at Wrigley Field again today. And if the Marlins get a win, series is over. The Cubs will be knocked out of the postseason. Uh, meanwhile, the A's, they tied up that series with the White Sox. The White Sox uh, ended up giving it up yesterday. The White Sox out hit them. 10 to 7 but just couldn't plate the runs. 5 to 3 they get beat by the Oakland A's. That series now tied up at a game apiece. Uh Bassett gets the win. Uh Keuchel, he takes the loss in that contest and uh, Dykeman ended up getting the save there. Then you got the Tampa Bay Rays who now win the series in advance 8 to 2, 8 runs, 12 hits yesterday. They knocked the Blue Jays out of the postseason. And uh, then you got the Cardinals. Cardinals got a win last night. Knocked off the Padres, seven to four. Seven to four. Reyes came in and got the save last night, but the Cardinals' bats exploded. Seven runs, thirteen hits in that contest yesterday. St. Louis, that's leading that series, uh, one game to none. And the Yankees, they win their series, and that was late in the ball game. Uh, Araldis Chapman came in and gave it up in the tied game, going to the top of the ninth, ten to nine. The Yankees knock off the Indians. Indians just couldn't hang on. Uh, so Araldis Chapman ends up getting the win, not the save. So uh, and Hand takes takes the loss, but uh, that was uh, hold your breath when Araldis Chapman came in and he got it on a somewhat of a controversial uh, check swing on the last pitch of the game, a really high fastball, and uh, you know they called it a strike. That was the end of the game, and that was all she wrote. And we all know that the Dodgers doubled up the Brewers four to two. So you got baseball back at it again today. Uh, and so you've got a, a right now in the uh, the Braves and the Reds game, you've got uh, the Braves batting right now, bottom of the fourth runner on. Uh, that is a scoreless game. Meanwhile, coming up later today, later today, you have got uh, the uh, White Sox and the A's. Now, I was really getting ready to hunker down and watch the Cubs and the Marlins. That game has now, they just announced that game's been postponed. So some breaking news in the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network brought to you by our friends at Pennzoil, made with natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. The Marlins and the Cubs game, because of inclement weather, has been postponed. That game will be played tomorrow. So you've got coming up later on this afternoon, 
Uh, 2 o'clock Central Time, the White Sox taking on the A's. That series tied up at a game and a piece. The Cardinals looking to end it for the Padres. That's 6 o'clock tonight, the Cardinals and the Padres. Cardinals leading that series. And then the late game tonight, you got the Brewers and the Dodgers. And the Brewers, we know, trailing that contest. you got Brandon Woodruff and Clayton Kershaw. you got to uh, remember Zach Davies. Zach Davies on the hill for the Padres tonight against Adam Wainwright in that contest. So if you want a Brewers flashback, there you go. But uh, hoping the Brewers can sustain it. I just get it one win, put the pressure on the Dodgers, and move forward. That would be fantastic. That would be just fantastic if they could do that. Uh, this portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at the Biofuels Association. You're looking around right now. You're seeing a lot of that corn. It's been drying out in the fields, and they're getting ready to harvest it. Why? Because harvest season is here. That's October. And according to the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, there are 14.3 million acres of farmland in Wisconsin. And October is harvest month. Day and night, you're going to see these machines out there running in the fields, taking in this year's worth of work right out of the field, putting it into trucks, sending it off to market. The Wisconsin farmers and the farmers in the upper Midwest rely on a strong price for their crops. And you can do your part. You can make sure... Uh, that their work is rewarded. Renewable, sustainable, locally produced, and refined corn, it's ethanol. That's what they turn it into. It's Wisconsin jobs, farmers, transporters, refinery workers, thousands and thousands of jobs, and all you have to do is complete the circle. If you choose unleaded 88 in your car, uh, if it's newer than 2001, uh, E85 in your truck, if it has that E85 badging or that flex fuel badging on the back of the gas cap. And don't forget a good portion of the corn grown right here in our own backyard, specifically grown for ethanol as a motor fuel. Been telling you about it for 20 years. There's been myths out there. So some people have opinions about this. So I want you and I encourage you, go get all the facts. Abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org for more information. And don't miss this chance to be an advocate for the farmers. They need it. They need us. For the farmers, the workers, the refinery, the dispensary, abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. It is time to start getting in your fantasy football questions. Hashtag ask Kate. Hashtag ask Kate. Go ahead and get them in. As we're going to start talking fantasy football coming up, we're going to start taking your calls and questions. you got a fantasy football question, start lighting the lines right now. 855-830-8648, or just send us the question under the hashtag AskKate. Again, 855-830-8648. Time for fantasy football. That is next with Kate Majuk right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. A reminder, we got the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer coming up later on tonight, 6 to 8 on many of these same stations or on the radio.com app, so find us there. Should be a good one this evening, talking a lot of Packers football, getting you ready for the games upcoming. We have had one game that has been postponed, and that is the Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers. They have been postponed uh, due to the coronavirus, and uh, we will see uh, a, a later date when that uh, that game gets rescheduled. So that being said, time to bring in our uh, our fantasy football uh, expert, Kate Majuk uh, from BallBlastFootball.com, RotoWorld.com, joining us on the Schneider Orange Highline. Kate, how you been? Katie there. 
I don't have her. We'll try to get Kate on. Put her back on hold. See if we can't uh, see if we can't get her back on. I don't know. If we just lost it or what happened? But we'll still try to do some fantasy football coming up here momentarily. Uh, by the way, this portion of the program, we'll just uh, mention this, is uh, brought to you by our good friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. That is Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And in addition to that, uh, they've got the 555 going on right here now. Five years, no interest. Five months before your first payment, plus 5% bonus savings. That is the 555 deal. And it applies to windows, doors, and installation at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Katie there. Hey, what's going on? There we go. Happy, We're doing really, really well. Happy Thursday. Yes, and we've uh, got a lot of football to talk about and to get to, a lot of questions. I uh, yes. got one from Jason says, one point PPR flex Thielen or Cooper? I am going with Adam Thielen. I'm really excited about the emergence of Justin Jefferson. think he's going to afford Adam Thielen some room. Um, and, and possibly upgrade this offense a bit. So I, I'm rolling with the guy that's been a uh, more consistent PPR value for me uh, over the last couple of seasons. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. Talk to James listening to us in Greendale. James, welcome to the program. you got a question. Ask Kate. Yeah, Kate, who do you like better this, uh, this week? I've got um, – <laughs> I wish I could remember who I had now. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pass. Go ahead, I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> he forgets. Thanks anyway, James. Good there luck. you go. Uh, I, I got Matt here that says, I've, I'm one of those people out there that lost Saquon Barkley, so I need to start two in a half-point PPR. He's got Mixon, Fournette, Swift, and Dobbins. Uh, you said pick two. Pick um, two. All right, Mixon, so I am Fournette, going to Swift sit Fournette Dobbins. this week. He has been banged up. Um, it still remains to be seen whether or not he will be active um, and involved. DeAndre Swift, I'm not playing him either. He has seen just eight carries so far in the season. So disappointing when I, I believe Adrian Peterson has totaled 42 carries so far through week three. That is absolutely insane. Uh, so by process of elimination, uh, Bill, can you remind me, who, who do I have left here? Uh, you got Mixon and Dobbins. That's left. All That's right, it. Mixon and Dobbins. There you go. Dobbins, he's not a, a, a surefire play, but you know what? He, he definitely has the touchdown upside, and you just never know who's going to see carries in this Ravens offense. It could be him. Uh, I need one of the three to fill my running back spot since James Conner won't be playing due to the Rona. Uh, Jamal Williams of the Packers, Carlos Hyde of the Seahawks, or Brian Hill of the Falcons? So I'm, I'm going to go Carlos Hyde. It doesn't feel good. Rushed for a thousand yards last year, very quietly with the Houston Texans, who are not a uh, run-heavy team or uh, a run. Uh, they, you know, they they were sort of inept. They've got they've got Bill O'Brien there, so we'll give him a break. But still, manage a thousand rushing yards. He should see the bulk of the work in that offense. Um, could have the potential to see some some receiving work, uh, as we've seen Chris Carson uh, have over the past three games. So, hashtag let let. Uh, Hide cook? Does that work? <laughs> sure. There you go. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm rolling with it. There you go. Hey, you know, if, it, if it's catchy and it catches on, then go with the hashtag. <laughs> uh, this one's I'm, Deshaun. I'm start the movie. Okay. Deshaun Jackson or Andy Isabella in a PPR? I've got to go with Deshaun Jackson. I'm not trusting the uh, the flicker 
within the Arizona offense. They're just so uh, so un- unpredictable. You know, the 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 token of that offense is that they throw to who's open and they scheme guys to get open. I, I can't trust a, a you know an offense that throws to the open guy because I can't trust him to be the open guy every single time. Um, so I'll I'll sit uh, Andy Isabella this week. Then you've got uh, need to start one at running back that's Jarek McKinnon or Devonta Freeman. I'm going McKinnon here. Um, you know, he's actually looked pretty, pretty good since uh, returning. He, you know, he took he had two seasons off from uh, all of these knee injuries. But, uh, you know, who hasn't looked good is Devonta Freeman uh, has seen a, a loss in uh, yards per touch literally progressively since 2016. Uh, he had five carries last week. For 10 yards, yes, that is two yards per carry. I am not not about that. He's a capable receiver, but um, I'm I'm just not trusting that. So I'll go with McKinnon, who has some nice uh, PPR upside uh, and has a chance to catch plenty of passes in, in this depleted uh, 49ers receiving core. Uh, I got one here from BTM. Hits us up on Twitter. It says, CD Lamb or Melvin Gordon in the flex PPR? Sounds like Melvin Gordon is going to have the backfield to himself. Uh, I haven't seen formal word on running back Philip Lindsay, teammate of Melvin Gordon. Um, so I'm going to roll with Melvin Gordon. He should see, uh, you know, it, you know, upwards of 20 touches potentially in this disgusting Thursday night matchup. Um, you know, we've, we've seen him be very productive, even though uh, he's not the, the most efficient running back. He is receiving upside. Um, I, I'll take those uh, the certainty of knowing what I'm going to get with him, especially given the, the injuries to Philip Lindsay. If you want to ask a question, go ahead and light the line at 855-830-8648. Taking fantasy football questions now. i got another one here. Uh, standard scoring, need two of these three. David Montgomery. Kareem Hunt, Stefan Diggs. I'm going to go with Montgomery and Diggs. I worry about Kareem Hunt this week. Um, he has been reported with a groin injury. Word says he's going to try to play on Sunday. I never like to hear those words, try to. Um, it definitely worries me that even if he's active, he's going to be limited in the work he receives. Um, so I'll, I'll take the surefire uh, Stefan Diggs, who's just been it lights out with Josh Allen. I, I I can't bother, you know, when you have two good options like that, I'm I'm gonna forego Hunt. Um and you know, even David Montgomery, he's nothing special, but he's gonna see a lot of volume this week. So um Hunt is on my bench. Uh then you got uh, James is back in Greenfield or Greendale. James, how you doing? Welcome back. What's up? Hey yeah, I lost the list. I was like, holy cow. But uh okay. Here's what we got, Kate. I'm going to start Josh Allen at quarterback. I need Love it. one of, yeah, I need two of these four receivers: DeAndre Hopkins, who I heard is possibly injured, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, or Diggs. I need two of those four. Uh, you've got some really nice options there at receiver. Um, I, I'm definitely, you know, if Hopkins is active, I think you have to play him. He has had an absurd target share with the Arizona Cardinals, something that I did not predict in my wildest dreams that he would come into that role so quickly. Um, so you have to play Hopkins. 
next up, I would play Ridley. He's just he's been a top five receiver, uh, you know, since since the start of the season. He is the clear uh, preferred red zone target, even with Julio Jones on the field. Um, and you know, we we do have Julio Jones, who's banged up as well, might might get him some increased target share. I, I think both of these guys offer you the the highest ceiling. But if not, you can't go wrong with Ridley and Metcalf because, you know, Metcalf would have had an even more explosive play than he did last week if he did not fumble a ball out of the end zone uh, when he got a little too too loosey-goosey down the field. So um, I I don't think you can go wrong this week. What a great roster you built. Uh, Let's go to John listening to us in Cedarburg. John, you got a question? Ask Kate. Uh, Hello, Kate. Um, Question... Didn't know if uh, it's a PPR, if I should, in my flex spot, start Lazard, Justin Jefferson, or Adrian Peterson? I'm going to trust Lazard here. Uh, you know, it, we don't really know uh, totally what we're going to expect from uh, Devontae Adams this week. He was out last week with, uh, I believe, a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lazard did sort of assume uh, the bulk of that work there had a great day. He's had a couple of really good fantasy performances, um, you know, and we we heard a lot about that through the offseason, what Aaron Rodgers was, um, you know, hyping him up and, and hyping up that connection. Um, and you know what? He's actually seen, uh, I believe, the same exact number of targets as MVS. He's been much more productive, and I don't think that's going to get lost on Aaron Rodgers. But I think he's a safe bet. There you go. Appreciate it. Uh, Kate, any sleeper picks this week? Anybody waiver wire you might want to look at picking up? Uh, You know what? So for the tight end position, uh, one guy I think we need to be actually considering for a weekly play uh, doesn't sound uh, like the most exciting of picks. I'm going to go with a tight end for the Washington football team. Mr. Logan Thomas. So he is actually my, I'm checking my rankings here, my 11th tight end on the week. He might be on your waiver wire. And you know what? He's actually been uh, running the the top five routes among tight ends. Um, He's actually been an intriguing play. He's seen the target share. He and, you know, he and the, the team haven't been quite on the same page, but he has had more opportunity than almost any tight end in the league doesn't have as much to show for it i think he's a a nice dart throw in these tumultuous times that we have in fantasy football leagues this year kate always a pleasure we'll talk again next week good stuff okay thanks have a good one appreciate it there you go kate majuke joining us for a couple of minutes from blast or ballblastfootball.com that's ballblastfootball.com and rotoworld.com the preakness is right around the corner Horse racing's final leg. Normally it's the second, but because of this weird year, we just had the Kentucky Derby a few weeks ago. Dick Girardi, the longtime horse racing expert, is going to be joining us courtesy of BetOnline.ag. A little, little, uh, little betting wrap coming up as we got the final big leg of the horse racing season upon us. Stay tuned. We'll talk some horse racing coming up next to the Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready to face the Falcons Monday night. The team signed a wide receiver, Caleb Scott, out of Vanderbilt to the practice squad. At 3-0, Green Bay has scored the most points in the NFL. At 0-3, Atlanta's defense has given up the most points points. But that doesn't mean that Matt Ryan and the offense can't score. Packers nickelback Chandon Sullivan. Well, we're going to have to prevent you know, the explosive plays. You know, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, you know, he's a very talented guys, and we're going to have our hands full. We know they like to throw the ball a lot, so we're going to get our opportunities. We just got to make the plays and, you know, just limit theirs. Head coach Matt LaFleur says he's surprised the Falcons haven't won a game yet. It's always only a couple plays here or there that can really alter the outcome of the game. We know this. We're going to have a, a very hungry Atlanta Falcon team coming in here that no doubt about it should be two and one right now that's matt lafleur in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show typically the second race running the triple crown is the preakness uh, but it's going to be the final leg after the schedule just completely altered because of the coronavirus and uh, you've got not going to be a triple crown winner this year uh, but you still have a lot of interest in this upcoming race and joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline to talk a little bit more about it Dick Girardi longtime horse racing expert courtesy of betonline.ag you can find him on Twitter at Dick Girardi Dick how you doing good Bill I'll bet yourself I'm doing well uh, not a triple crown winner this year uh, but nevertheless uh, there's some some good names in it uh, as well. So uh, who's the favorite coming into this thing? So Authentic will be the favorite. He won the Kentucky Derby a month ago in, in an upset, obviously, over uh, heavily, and I do mean heavily favored Tis the Law. Uh, in the Derby, Tis the Law, of course, won the Belmont. So no Tis the Law. They're going to sit this one out, wait for the Breeders' Cup race in Kentucky in another month. But, yeah, Authentic will certainly be the heavy favorite uh, as trainer Bob Baffert goes for a record number eight Preakness in his career. Yeah, Bob uh, has been synonymous with winning. I mean, it's just – or being right there, one or the other. And uh, when you look at uh, some of the horses that are in this race, uh, who is going to be uh, maybe a player or two up front besides, uh, you know, Authentic? I think Art Collector, he would have been um, the second-choice bill in the Derby. If Remember, he got hurt that Monday before right. the Derby. He wasn't even entered. But the good news is it was a really minor thing. They had to treat him with some medication, which he couldn't run on in the Derby, so they had to keep him out. But he's been great since then, and he's 4-for-4 four four this year. So he's certainly a contender. And it's interesting, as you said, the schedule's been all messed up because of the virus. Uh, but this is actually the best. Of the, of the three races as far as competition good horses top to bottom it just kind of worked out that way there's no particular reason but typically the preakness is the, is the least competitive of the three because it comes two weeks after the derby and a lot of those derby horses skip out uh, but this is a month after the derby so this is a really good field art collector being one of them the top philly swiss skydiver is in here trying to run against the colts a uh, thousand words remember he was the horse that scratched like 15 minutes before the Derby when he flipped over in the paddock. That's mm-hmm. another Baffert horse. So this is a really, really good race on Saturday. I was going to ask you about Thousand Words because there was a lot of talk about Thousand Words going into the Derby, and you mentioned another Bob Baffert horse. But uh, was it something just spooked the horse before the before the Derby? 
Yeah, that's what everybody thinks, that panic can get a little, um, even on a time where they're limiting people in it, with all those horses, say 15, 16 horses, it can get a little crazy in there. And my guess is the horse saw or heard something, and it just, just got excited and jumped up in the air. And most of the times, I'll just come right back down. For some reason, this horse flipped over. And by rule, if a horse does that in the paddocks, an automatic scratch, it turned out the horse was perfectly fine. They got him back to the barn. He didn't hurt anything, which is the good news. So he'll be back here uh, on Saturday in the Preakness. Tell me another trainer here. I mean, we talk so much about Baffert, but uh, you've got Jose D'Angelo there. Uh, some of the names that I'm trying to recognize, Steve Asmussen uh, is another one. has got a couple of horses in this. Uh, so you got some pretty prominent trainers and names that are there. No question about it. And Asmussen would be the next most prominent guy behind Bob Baffert. And Steve, of course, is, I mean, he's... <laughs> He's second all time now in wins. He's at nine thousand and twenty in his career, and he'll he'll, get, he'll break the record sometime next year. He needs about four hundred uh, to get to the record, but yeah, he's got three in here. And my favorite of the three is the ten pneumatic. Um, and Steve's one of the few trainers, Bill, in the country that wins with like five thousand dollar claimers or wins races like the Preakness. He's got a, every category of horse. He can win with, but yeah, I think pneumatic is a horse who's getting better. He's listed at twenty to one. If you're looking for a long shot, I think that's the one. There you go, uh, Dick. That's the reason we come to you. We appreciate it. It's been one weird season, and hopefully, we get you back on early next year. We start talking about a normal, normal schedule with horse racing, pal. Okay. That'd be great, Bill. Thank you so much. That'd be fantastic. Thanks so much. There you go. You can find Dick Girardi on Twitter at Dick Girardi. J e r a r d i. J e r a r. D-I, and good stuff from him. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Head on in, pick up that pothole pizza. That's the official pizza of your Green Bay Packers. They've got pizza, they've got chicken, they've got breakfast sandwiches. They are considered the best, I mean, the the gold standard by which, I hate to say gas stations are now judged, but seriously, I mean, convenience stores, convenience stations, whatever, they're just awesome. Quick Trip is just absolutely positively fantastic. I was there again uh, today, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we've got buy or sell coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 